Welcome to Reading the One-Year Bible Together, a daily podcast and radio program that runs seven days a week. My name's Bryce Tomlinson, and I'll be joined by Sherry Atanasov, and on occasion, my lovely wife, Julie. If you don't have a one-year Bible, you can find a link to the reading plan at readingtheoneyearbibletogether.com and in the show notes on your favorite podcast app. This podcast is recorded live and interactively from our live streams on YouTube, Facebook, X, and Twitch, which we do Monday through Saturday. You're welcome to join the conversation on any of our social media platforms at 10 a.m. Pacific. Details can be found in the show notes as well as our website. You're welcome to read out of whichever version of the Bible that you like best. We just happen to use the World English Bible because it's public domain. And as such, these programs are also public domain. You're welcome to download them and re-upload them anywhere that you see fit, anywhere that you think the Word of God is needed. We feel like that's pretty much everywhere, so you should totally do that. And even if you can't do that, you can still hit that share button on your podcast app. Share this on your timeline. Share this on your Facebook, your X feed, your TikTok, or wherever you think that people ought to be getting into the Bible. In the show notes and the website, you'll find links to PayPal and Patreon, where you can show your support and contribute to the improving of our audio quality and the audio gear that we use to record these podcasts and live streams. Thanks for joining us, and here we go. Today is February 20th. That means we are on day 51 of the one-year Bible. Day 51 is going to start us out in the book of Leviticus, chapter 9. So if you'd like to get turned there, Sherry, would you like to pray for us this morning? I would love to. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to come before you and thank you for this day. Thank you that in your sovereignty, you have ordained that your words be written down for us to read and understand through your Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would indwell each one of us right now as we read, that we would get understanding and insight into who you are and what you would have us do with these words, these precious words of yours that we get to read today. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Leviticus chapter 9, starting in verse 7. Moses said to Aaron, draw near to the altar and offer your sin offering and your burnt offering and make atonement for yourself and for the people and offer the offering of the people and make atonement for them as Yahweh commanded. So Aaron came near to the altar and killed the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. The sons of Aaron presented the blood to him, and he dipped his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar and poured out the blood at the base of the altar. But the fat and the kidneys and the cover from the liver of the sin offering he burned upon the altar as Yahweh commanded Moses. The meat and the skin he burned with fire outside the camp. He killed the burnt offering, and Aaron's sons delivered the blood to him, and he sprinkled it around on the altar. They delivered the burnt offering to him piece by piece, and the head. He burned them upon the altar. He washed the innards and the legs, and burned them on the burnt offering on the altar. He presented the people's offering, and took the goat of the sin offering, which was for the people, and killed it and offered it for sin like the first. He presented the burnt offering and offered it according to the ordinance. He presented the meal offering and filled his hand from there and burned it upon the altar in addition to the burnt offering of the morning. He also killed the bull and the ram, the sacrifice of peace offerings, which was for the people. Aaron's sons delivered to him the blood, which he sprinkled around on the altar, and the fat of the bull and of the ram 
ram, the fat tail, and that which covers the innards, and the kidneys, and the cover of the liver, and they put the fat upon the breasts, and he burned the fat on the altar. Aaron waved the breasts and the right thigh for a wave offering before Yahweh, as Moses commanded. Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them, and he came down from offering the sin offering, and the burnt offering, and the peace offerings. Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting, and came out and blessed the people, and Yahweh's glory appeared to all the people. Fire came out from before Yahweh, and consumed the burnt offering, and the fat upon the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Now we continue in Leviticus chapter 10, starting in verse 1. Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer, and put fire in it, and laid incense on it, and offered strange fire before Yahweh, which he had not commanded them. Fire came out from before Yahweh, and devoured them, and they died before Yahweh. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what Yahweh spoke of, saying, I will show myself holy to those who come near me, and before all the people I will be glorified. Aaron held his peace. Moses called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Draw near, carry your brothers from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they came near and carried them in their tunics out of the camp, as Moses had said. Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and to Ithamar, his sons, Don't let the hair of your heads go loose and don't tear your clothes so that you don't die and so that he will not be angry with all the congregation. But let your brothers, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which Yahweh has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of the tent of meeting lest you die, for the anointing oil of Yahweh is on you. They did according to the word of Moses. Then Yahweh said to Aaron, You and your sons are not to drink wine or strong drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting or you will die. This shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to make a distinction between the holy and the common, and between the unclean and the clean. You are to teach the children of Israel all the statutes which Yahweh has spoken to them by Moses. Moses spoke to Aaron and to Eleazar and to Ithamar, his sons who were left, Take the meal offering that remains of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire and eat it without yeast beside the altar, for it is most holy, and you shall eat it in a holy place, because it is your portion and your son's portion of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire, for so I am commanded, the waved breast and the heaved thigh you shall eat in a clean place, you and your sons and your daughters with you, for they are given as your portion and your son's portion out of the sacrifices of the peace offerings of the children of Israel. They shall bring the heaved thigh and the waved breast with the offerings made by fire of the fat to wave it for a wave offering before Yahweh. It shall be yours and your sons with you as a portion forever as Yahweh has as commanded. Moses diligently inquired about the goat of the sin offering, and, behold, it was burned. He was angry with Eleazar and with Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, who were left, saying, Why haven't you eaten the sin offering in the place of the sanctuary, since it is most holy, and he has given it to you to bear the iniquity of the congregation? 
to make atonement for them before Yahweh, behold, its blood was not brought into the inner part of the sanctuary. You certainly should have eaten it in the sanctuary, as I commanded. Aaron spoke to Moses, Behold, today they have offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before Yahweh, and such things as these have happened to me. If I had eaten the sin offering today, would it have been pleasing in Yahweh's sight? When Moses heard that, it was pleasing in his sight. And now we are going into the New Testament. We are in Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 26. He said, God's kingdom is as if a man should cast seed on the earth and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow, though he doesn't know how. For the earth bears fruit by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the fruit is ripe, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. He said, How will we liken God's kingdom, or with what parable will we illustrate it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, though it is less than all the seeds that are on the earth. Yet, when it is sown, grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs, and puts out great branches, so that the birds of the sky can lodge under its shadow. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. Without a parable, he didn't speak to them, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the multitude, they took him with them, even as he was in the boat. Other small boats were also with him. A big wind storm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so much that the boat was already filled. He himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and asked him, Teacher, don't you care that we are dying? He awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? How is it that you have no faith? They were greatly afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And now we continue in Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. When he had come out of the boat, immediately a man with an an unclean spirit met him out of the tombs. He lived in the tombs. Nobody could bind him any more, not even with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Nobody had the strength to tame him. Always, night and day, in the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and bowed down to him, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, you son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, don't torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He asked him, What is your name? He said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now, on the mountainside, there was a great herd of pigs feeding. All the demons begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs that we may enter into them. At once, Jesus gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. Those who fed the pigs 
fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw him who had been possessed by demons, sitting, clothed, and in his right mind, even him who had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who saw it declared to them what happened to him who was possessed by demons and about the pigs. They began to beg him to depart from their region. As he was entering into the boat, he who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. He didn't allow him, but said to him, Go to your house, to your friends, and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he had mercy on you. He went his way, and began to proclaim in Decapolis how Jesus had done great things for him, and everyone marveled. Next, we are going back into the Old Testament. We're now in the book of Psalms, chapter 37, starting in verse 30. The mouth of the righteous talks of wisdom. His tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watch the righteous and seek to kill him. Yahweh will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait for Yahweh and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, spreading himself like a green tree in its native soil. But he passed away, and behold, he was not. Yes, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and see the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. As for transgressors, they shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from Yahweh. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. Yahweh helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them, because they have taken refuge in him. And now we finish in Proverbs chapter 10, verses 6 and 7. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. Lord God, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for your words. I thank you for this fellowship. I thank you for the listeners, Lord God. And I pray that you would just bless us all and fill us with your Holy Spirit. As we think about and meditate on these words and we pray to you, I just ask, Lord, that you would give us clarity, discernment, and wisdom in this world that's running away from you and how we might go forward and be witnesses to you as you proclaim to all the ends of the earth. And I just thank you, Lord, that you've chosen us as your children. And I ask, Lord, that you would magnify your name through us today. And I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us, and please remember that all our resources can be found on our social media page at readingtheoneyearbibletogether.com. Have a great day. Bye-bye.